You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 200. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode, the 200th episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber Brzezicki, and yeah, we made it to 200 episodes, which kind of feels like a milestone that we should pause and celebrate. I, many of you know that I am an Enneagram 3, so holler out to all my threes, but one of the classic traits of a three is that when you climb the metaphorical mountain, you you tend to not stop and celebrate at the top of the mountain because all you can see when you get to the top is all of the other mountain peaks that now are like the next thing to climb. And I find that 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 is my default and it's something I've had to work on and it's a skill I've had to learn to stop and pause and celebrate the fact that, man... I've done 200 episodes here on the podcast and we have over 2 million downloads on the podcast and you are here listening to this and that's amazing. It's a, it's a freaking big deal. So usually on the podcast, I batch my podcast episodes and you may have heard this when if you listen to episode number 168 where I go through my typical week, but I typically batch, batch podcast episodes, meaning over the course of a week, I will record you know, five, six podcast episodes so that we have podcast episodes slated for you know, the next month, month and a half. But I knew that this podcast episode was going to be released during the time right after we have finished the five-day challenge and right in the middle of when our open enrollment period is for Macros 101. And so I told my team, who my team is really good and they usually like to get things done early and like make sure we have all of our boxes checked. I told them, I said, hey, I don't want to record episode number 200 until like the towards the end of the challenge week because I want to really listen and feel and have interacted with people who are going through the challenge so I can kind of channel what it is that they need. Like, what do the challengers who are thinking about signing up for Macros 101, what do they need to hear in order to help them make that decision? And so that's what I did. And so this is usually I'm, I'm, you know, way more prepared and we record the episode weeks ahead of time and you know, it's gone through all the editing and all the, the stuff. And I told my team, Hey, I know it's going to be a little last minute, but I really want to spend some time being able to like interact with people and then record a podcast. And I actually had a topic that I thought I was going to record a podcast on. And I've changed my mind after interacting with people all this last week in the challenge. Uh, I came up with a different topic that I thought would be really meaningful and helpful to people right now. And this topic is one that I've heard over and over and over again from a lot of people. And that is this element of feeling stuck. 
So this podcast episode is about why you feel stuck and what to do about it. Okay, but before I dive into that topic, I do need to let you know that Macros 101 is currently open for enrollment. It's kind of a big deal. We only do two enrollment periods a year. There's eight days during the year that Macros 101 opens, and the spring enrollment is right now through Thursday, March 31st. Now, if you're listening to this way after the fact, and you're like, oh, dang it, I'm interested in Macros 101, but I missed the enrollment, get on the first to know list. We have a list of people who are the first to know when we open up doors, and you can get on that by going to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. If you don't know what Macros 101 is, it is my signature coaching program to be able to help you to reach your physical goals by teaching you how to be a macro scientist in your own journey, giving you the technique, the tools, the skills, and the coaching to be able to get to the level where you can coach yourself, where I work myself out of a job. I teach you how to make adjustments to your macros, how to set your macros, how to look at at your body and the data that you're gathering from your body like a scientist does and be able to tease out and figure out over time your sweet spot where you are able to enjoy the process of changing your body composition while also being able to see those physical results that you want to see in the mirror. I don't believe that we have to pick and choose between something that's enjoyable and something that's effective. And so in and and that overlap between those two, what is enjoyable and effective for you is going to be different from everybody else, which is why we can't just go do cookie cutter plans or we can't just even have somebody else create a plan for us because when you are empowered and you create the plan, how much more likely are you going to be to stick to the plan if it's something you enjoy, it is actually effective, and it's something that you create? And so that's what I coach clients through inside of Macros 101. And because of it, they get better results that last. And that's really important to me. I'm not about quick fixes. We're not about just like losing 30 pounds as fast as possible. If that's what you want, I'm not your girl. I work with people who want this to be the last time that they lose weight, who are willing to do the messy work up inside of their head, recognizing that you bring you with you wherever you go. And so when we start with you and we focus on you as an individual and the beliefs and the identities that you created around yourself, and then we layer on that the tool of macro counting to be able to help you integrate your beliefs with science and how to create an effective plan, you're able to get better results that last longer. And if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, come on in and join us inside of Macros 101. You can get more information at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join. Now, if you're listening to this after doors have closed, that URL will redirect to our first in line list so that you can get in uh, on, on the wait list for the next time that we open up the doors. But today's Tuesday. Doors will be open through Thursday to Macros 101. And if you've been wanting to get coached by me, if you resonate with this podcast, you will love, 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 love Macros 101 because I take everything that I teach on the podcast and I turn it up and I amplify it and we actually practice it and I coach it and I get in there with individual people and helping them to discover what's keeping them stuck. And the breakthroughs that occur inside of that program are amazing. So, 
bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join and doors are open until Thursday, March 31st. So let's first define this word of stuck, because maybe if you're like many of my clients, you've, you've used that word before. I just, I feel stuck in my journey. And some of the reasons why that may be is, you know, maybe one, you feel like the results you're getting doesn't match the effort. And this can be where a, a big level of frustration comes into your journey, where you feel like you're doing the things and maybe they're not even fun, right? I'm doing hard things. I'm doing things that I don't want to be doing. I'm eating food that I don't want to be eating. I'm you know, do, going to the gym and I don't want to be doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. And still I'm not seeing the results. So I'm putting in a whole lot of effort and not getting results. This can be a huge source of frustration in your journey. And it really can make you feel very stuck. Like I'm already taking the action. What else can I, what, else, what more can I give this process? Another reason why you might feel stuck is that you've had success in the past and something worked for a while, but it didn't work long-term. And something insidious that, that happens, I, I hear this a lot from women where they're like, well, I was successful in the past. I lost weight in the past and then I regained it. And if that's you, I want you to maybe think about that a little bit differently. Because by saying I lost weight and I was successful and then I regained it and then I was unsuccessful, you kind of glaze over the fact that the whole goal was to lose the weight and maintain it, right? Like that was actually the goal. So I think sometimes we say, oh, my goal is to lose weight. But the ending of that sentence that people don't say, but I think they kind of mean, or at least I hope you mean, is I want to lose weight and keep it off. So when you say to yourself, I was successful in losing weight, but then I didn't keep it off, I might say that you weren't successful in your actual goal because your actual goal wasn't just to lose weight. It was to lose weight and keep it off. And that didn't happen. So that whatever you did to lose weight, it didn't help you to keep it off. And thus the whole thing maybe wasn't as successful as you painted it out to be. So sometimes we beat ourselves up and we're like, I was successful and then I like fell off the wagon and I, and I kind of want to look at that and be like, were you really successful? Because you weren't able to maintain it. You weren't able to keep it off. And if you're listening to this podcast, I have to assume that you are part of the audience that I talk to who are like, yeah, we want to lose weight, but really we are here to keep it off long-term. Like we want sustainable weight loss. Like if you want the fastest possible fad diet, juice cleanse, I'm not your girl. You probably have realized that by now. There's lots of other people that are willing to sell it to you. The women that I work with recognize that true success is not just weight loss, but weight loss and then being able to maintain it long-term. So I think just even shifting that idea of how you look at the past results that you've gotten. And, and, and I will say, and this may feel like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'm not. <laughs> this, is a, this is a nuance. And we can still have appreciation for that experience because it was teaching you something. So what I'm not saying is that we need to beat ourselves up because we did a crash diet before and we lost 30 pounds and then we regained 55 pounds back. We don't need to feel guilty or shameful or bad about that experience because I believe that every experience that we have in our life gives us perspective and it gives us lessons. At the beginning of the challenge, if you're one of the five-day challengers, you know that I said, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. 
a lot of people aren't ready to hear my message at the, at the get-go. They have to go through experiences where they lose weight and regain it a couple of times before they're ready to open themselves up to the message that I have, because the message I have is a little different. It's unique. It's different than you hear most coaches preach. And not everybody's ready to hear that. And so I truly, truly believe, and I want you to hear this if you've been someone who has struggled in the past and there's a little guilt or shame associated with that struggle, I want you to recognize that those were the things that needed to happen to bring you to the place you are now to hear what I'm telling you. Because if you hadn't had those experiences, would you really be listening? Or would you just be like, yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) My cup's already full. (laughs) I, I, I got this, Amber. So we can always have some compassion for ourselves and recognize that, you know, the things unfolded the way that they needed to unfold. And you're here at this moment for a reason, because there's something here for you to learn. Okay. Another thing that I hear about people who feel stuck is that they feel like they've hit some sort of roadblock. And this is where they feel like, you know, things were going really well. I was making progress or I felt like I had my crap together and, you know, maybe you just hit some sort of roadblock. It's like it used to be working and it's not working anymore. Or, you know, I set my macros and I got started and I was doing good. And then I started falling off the wagon and having this self-sabotage come up and I didn't know how to move past it. So it's some sort of roadblock that maybe you didn't anticipate to happen. Something that you didn't know was going to be a roadblock. And I I find this happens a lot when when we don't know what we don't know. I mean, isn't that a truism of life is we don't know what we don't know. And so when you embark on a journey, sometimes we think, oh yeah, all I have to do is go from point A to point B, but you don't know that, you know, in between point A and point B, there's going to be these roadblocks that are going to come up. And it is until you hit them that you realize, Hey, like I actually could use some help making it through this roadblock. It might've, it would have been nice to know that this bridge was washed out. So anyway, we can forgive ourselves for not knowing what we didn't know and also recognizing that it can that is one of the reasons it can be really helpful to have a guide along the trail to tell you the things of, hey, watch out up ahead, there's a bridge washed out. Hey, in a mile up ahead, you're gonna have to cross a river. And if you just go a little upstream, it's a lot easier to cross. That's one of the reasons having a guide is so important because we don't know what we don't know. And you're going to hit those roadblocks and you're going to hit that river that you you need to cross and not know that the trick is, oh, if you just go a little upstream, then it's super easy to cross. And you're going to try to cross a, you know where the trail hits it and, it and it makes it a whole lot harder. Okay. So these are some of the things that I hear from people of fe- this feeling of stuck. I feel stuck in my journey. And so today, what I want to talk about is why that is and specifically what to do about it. And I came up with five reasons that you may be feeling stuck. Reason number one is that your current strategy that you're using out of your strategy toolbox is to try harder. And I don't have to tell you that my friends is a broken strategy. That is like telling somebody with a nail in their foot who you see limping just stop limping. (laughs) No, no, no. How about you actually get the nail out of the person's foot and then the limping will naturally stop. So this is a broken strategy because it's focusing on the wrong things. It's focusing on 
this idea that the reason that you're not sticking to your plan, the reason you're not making progress, the reason that you're frustrated is because you lack willpower. You lack motivation. You lack the ability to just like grit your teeth and do it. And that that is for some reason, the solution to your problem. And we do this all the time. I've done it in the past too, where we, especially when we go through the cycle of eating really good on the weekdays, binging on the weekends, and then recommitting to ourselves that this week is going to be different. I can't tell you the number of times that I told myself this week is going to be different. But I said it to myself and I had no other strategy other than my decision in that moment that it was going to be different. And my friends, a decision is not a strategy. Willpower is not a strategy. Trying harder is not a strategy. It is not an effective strategy. So what do we need to do instead? Well, we need to figure out what's wrong. Just like the man who's limping down the street and we tell him, oh, just stop limping. Until you get that nail out, the guy's going to limp. Even if he tries to like willpower himself not to limp, he's going to limp. So let's focus on what is actually causing the problem. And if we get the nail out, well, then the guy's going to naturally stop limping. And it's the same thing in your journey. There is something, there's a root keeping you, something deeper, keeping you stuck, keeping you self-sabotaging, keeping you not sticking to your plan. And if we don't address that, it's, it's going to continue to manifest. And so inside of Macros 101, I talk a lot about mental blocks and these mental blocks are hidden. We can't see them ourselves. That's why they're called blind spots. It's inherent in the word, word. You are blind to them. You cannot see them, but they cause these self-sabotaging moments. They cause you to say, I'm going to do great this week. And then you <laughs> eat all the things just like you did last week. And so if your current strategy is to just try harder, harder, to just willpower more, to just muscle your way through it, that's a broken strategy. And what if you actually got to the root cause of what was causing you to take those actions and fixed it from the root cause and then naturally your actions will start to change. Okay. Reason number two that you feel stuck. You've never focused on you. If you took the five day challenge last week, you heard me say over and over again, you bring you with you wherever you go. And so if you're trying to utilize a tool without actually addressing the person who is using that tool, we're going to have a problem. The tool doesn't do anything on its own. A hammer cannot wave itself around. It, it just lays there. The person who pick up, picks up the hammer really matters though, because the person who picks up that hammer can go and break a window or build a house. And it depends on the person and their intentions and their desires and you know their history with building things or destroying things. Those things matter. And here is the really unfortunate truth. <laughs> about business and about coaching and about clients and about money. Fitness coaches have zero incentive to give you what you actually need because then you stop becoming reliant on them. Because what you really need is you you need the tools and skills and the building up of the person the confidence of a per, of the person to be able to do this on their own. And most coaches don't want to give that to you because if they do, you'll stop paying them. <laughs> 
So they are incentivized to be your guru. And by guru, I mean to be the person who tells you what to do and to adjust your macros for you and to, you know, tell you exactly how to handle the weekends and, you know, give you all this advice. They're incentivized to do that because as long as they hold the keys to your success, you have to continue to pay them. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not saying all coaches are bad or money hungry or greedy or that they're or that they're terrible coaches. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is just about economics and incentives. There is unfortunately an incentive for coaches to hold back knowledge and information from their clients so that their clients continue to pay them for said information. It's just the way like it's how economics work. Those are incentives. And to describe this a little more, let me let me tell you a story. So I go to CrossFit every morning and I go to the 530 class. And so I'm driving in the dark and I, I drive my big old, you know, mom van. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I got, I realized that I had gotten a bolt, like a bolt in my tire. I was like driving down the road and I heard this like, <laughs> and I looked out. I thought maybe I had a pop tire. I didn't. I just had a bolt that was like in the tire, but it was like had plugged the tire. So I was like, oh shoot, that's so annoying. So we went to the tire shop and we got the bolt, you know, taken out and got the tire patched. Less than a week and a half later, another one, another bolt was in my tire. And I realized that on my way to CrossFit, I go through um, a construction zone. And I'm pretty sure that I got that, you know, those two different bolts in my tire as I was going through that construction zone. So where do we go? Back to the tire shop, get another patch in the tire. Now, if I didn't have to pay the tire center, like luckily, like they just repaired it for me for free because that's where I got my tires. But if they were, if I was paying them every single time that I was going to get my tire repaired, they would have zero incentive to tell me stay away from that construction, Amber. They would, it would, they would actually be incentivized to not tell me to stay away from that construction because every time I went through that construction and got another bolt, I would have to pay them. And so this is the same, it's like the same incentives that are unfortunately applied in the coaching industry is like the, the, the incentives don't always line up, unfortunately, where the longer you have to pay somebody, the more money they make. And, um, so they are incentivized to keep some of those secrets secret and not actually give you like the keys to the car. Luckily, it's not my, not my MO. My MO and my goal is to work myself out of a job. I want to give you the keys to the car. I want you to teach you to be your own coach. I want to teach you to ask yourself better questions so that at the end of the day, you don't have to always go to somebody else to figure out the answer to that question. You can start to tap into the in- answers that are already inside of you. And if you've never focused on yourself, you've never focused on what you're telling yourself and the beliefs and the identities that you created, that it could be a reason that you are stuck because you're focusing on all the wrong things. You're focusing on the hammer instead of the person who is waving the hammer. All right. Number three reason that you might be stuck. You aren't focusing on the highest yield activities. When my husband was in medical school, no, this is when he was studying for the MCAT. So I married my husband three months before he took the MCAT. (laughs) 
And if you know, the MCAT is the test you take to get into medical school. So I've been there from the very, very beginning of his medical education. And I remember when he was studying for the MCAT, he got this book and it was called like high yield test questions for the MCAT or something like that. I just remember the word like high yield was in the book. And that word high yield is really valuable because it means, hey, the things in this book, you know, we can't cover everything that the MCAT could cover. That would like, that's like the amount of information that could be covered on the MCAT is very, very, very large. But what we are going to do is we're going to go to all of the different subjects and we're going to pull out the highest yield information that will give you the answers to most of the questions. You know, maybe we're not going to give you in this book study everything to study, but we're going to give you the highest yield stuff to be able to study so that you can do the best on the test. And I find that in a lot of people's journeys, we don't pay attention to things that are high yield. In fact, we spend a lot of time thinking and and worrying about things that don't actually really matter in the long run in your journey. And so what can happen when we do that is that we feel like we are putting a lot of effort into the process and not getting a lot of results. And that creates a lot of frustration. But in reality, the effort that we're putting in is not high yield. It's not, it's not things that move the needle. It's things that actually kind of waste time or waste brain space or waste energy. They're not actually the high yield things. And so if you are equating your effort and thinking that your results should always match your effort, I want you to think about the effort that is required to go into your backyard and dig a hole with a shovel There's a freaking lot of effort and time and energy spent if you go into the backyard and dig a hole with a shovel. Now, if you wanted to dig the same hole, you could go and rent an excavator and you could go in your backyard and you could touch a few buttons and dig the same hole. You spent a whole lot less effort, a whole lot less energy and got just the same result. So as long as you sit here and you equate effort with, you think effort equals result, you're going to be sad because you're going to think I'm applying all this effort, but if it's the effort in the wrong places, if it's the effort with the wrong activities, it's not going to matter. And I see people doing this all the time in their journey, focusing on the wrong things, focusing on the minutia, focusing on being in the wrong phase of your journey, like thinking you should be in a cut when really you should be in a reverse. Um, Things like that, that make such a big difference if you are not focusing on the high yield activities. Okay. Number four, you aren't surrounding yourself with the type of people that you want to be. It's super cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. You are the combination of the people that you spend the most time around. And I've seen this completely true in my life that I, well, first of all, just recognize that we as human are mirrors. In fact, there are neurons in our brain called mirror neurons, and we mirror what we see. It's how we learn. It's how we go through life. It's how we make connections with other people is we mirror what we see. And, and, I, and I see this in myself when I will hop from like different groups, the, the person that shows up in you know a certain friend group, it's very different version of Amber than maybe shows up when I'm at a work meeting, which is a very different version of Amber that shows up when I'm with my husband. And part of the reason is, is because you're mirroring to the people who you're with, uh, you know, you're mirroring back to them. So if you show up with your like college buds and like everybody's like wild and crazy, 
the wild and crazy part of you tends to show up. And with, when you're with someone who's really serious, like the serious part, part of you shows up. Like we just mirror what we interact with. And so because of that, who you spend time with is really important. And a lot of us are not spending time with people who are setting and achieving goals, who, are, who have made like fitness an important part of their life, who are committed to going to the gym or eating healthier. And if you don't have that in your day-to-day life, the great thing about the internet, now those ter- there's terrible things about the internet, but one of the great things about the internet is the ability to find community and to make friends with people who are reaching for goals like you're reaching for goals. It's one of the things that I love most about Macros 101 is that we've curated a community of people who are not only saying, hey, I'm, I have XYZ goal, but they are so committed to that goal and reaching it and the personal development that they need to do to take to get to that goal that they have now invested in themselves and in that goal and come and join us in a community. And we have now a community of people who care so much about the result that they have taken that next step to invest in themselves. That's the type of people you want to spend time with. The people who are willing to invest in themselves and in their goals and in, in bettering themselves. So ask yourself, who do you currently spend time with? Do the people that you spend time with have higher goals than you do or lower goals? Do the people that you spend time with, are, are they the type of people that you want to become or the type of person you're trying to move away from yourself? You're either moving towards or moving further away from the type of person that you need to be in order to get the results. And the more you can surround yourself with those types of people, the better results that you're going to get. All right, number five, reason why you may feel stuck. You're trying to do this on your own, which is probably the slowest and most frustrating and discouraging way to do it. I've learned that when there's something new for me to learn or do, it typically is either going to take more time or more money. And uh, I have learned time and time again that spending time, sorry, spending money to save time is usually a great exchange. So a lot of people try to do their fitness journey on their own and you know, bless you with whatever you need to do to be successful. But I find that there's this idea that we feel like we should be able to do this on our own, that we should feel like we should be able to figure all these things out and just learn and go use free content and be able to figure it all out and that it's going to be so easy. But the problem is, like I said before, we don't know what we don't know. And so the number of times that I see people embark on a journey, on a fitness journey, feeling like they can do this on their own, then they hit a roadblock that they didn't anticipate because you know you don't know what you don't know, and then quit, it breaks my heart. Because I think, ah, if you had just had somebody who could have alerted you that that was going to be a problem, or could have hold, held your hand as you walked across the river, or could have you know let you know, hey, this is going to happen, and when it does, like this is how you're going to handle it. If someone could have given you the heads up, you wouldn't have gotten so frustrated and quit. It's not that the path doesn't work. It's that you didn't know the you didn't know what was coming. You didn't know the roadblocks that were ahead of you. And I just have so much compassion for people who have had that experience where they've started and tried on their own and gotten frustrated and quit. And I just wonder what would have been different had you had a guide. Had you had someone who could have like held your hand, 
told you that that really hard thing was coming. I mean, the hard thing is still going to come. But what happens when the guide is there and tells you ahead of time that the hard thing's coming and tells you how to get through the hard thing and holds your hand through the hard thing? The hard thing's going to come regardless. But if you aren't prepared for it, oftentimes what happens and what is so sad to me is that when people hit those roadblocks and those hard times, they quit. And so I know Macros 101 is an investment. I know it's an investment. And for some of you, it requires some sacrifice to be able to get there. And not everybody can afford it. I totally get that. But one of the things that I learned uh, very early on in our, our med school and our residency days, because if you don't know, you're very poor as a med student and as a resident. People always think, oh, like your husband's a doctor. You make lots of money. And I'm like, no, for a lot of our, our lives, we made very, very little money and had lots of kids during, during that time and actually lived in California with lots of kids on a very small salary. And so one of the things that I started doing, well, first of all, you know, I did all the couponing, all of the like budgeting, all of the saving, but when there was something that I wanted, I, instead of asking myself or saying to myself, I can't afford it, I started asking myself a better question. And that question that I started to ask myself was how could I afford it? And so sometimes I would do things like go to four stores and use a bunch of coupons to save as much money as possible so that I could afford something. I resold stuff on Craigslist. Man, I I should tell that story sometime. Like I had like a whole little like side hustle business where I would buy things on Craigslist and I would flip them and I would resell them on Craigslist. I did this like a lot actually during uh, residency and fellowship. Uh, I sold stuff on eBay. Man, I like had forgotten about a lot of these stories, but I sold stuff on eBay where I would go to like a thrift store and buy things and then I would resell them on eBay. Babysit others' kids, like walk other people's pets. Like I, when I realized that if I just sat there and said, we are so poor, I can't afford anything, that uh, my life would, would, suck for the next, I don't know, eight, 12 years while we were in residency in school. And so I started to ask myself that question, how could I afford this? What could I do to afford it? And I think that that's such a great question to be asking. And uh, it opens up possibilities. Instead of shutting it down and saying, I can't afford it, can't afford to invest in myself, changing that to how could I afford it? If this is something that I desire, if this is something that's going to help, if this is something that's going to make me better, how could I afford it? And then just listen to yourself. Like what comes up when you say that? What ideas do you have? What ideas does that spark of ways that you could make it work? I will say that I have never, ever regretted investing in myself. And I think we invest in a lot of things for other people. We invest in a lot of things for our kids. We invest in a lot of things for our houses, uh, for our spouses. Uh, And sometimes as women, we are reticent to invest in ourselves. And I think that is, you can, the best return on investment is things when you invest in yourself and it makes such a difference. So that's it. That's the five reasons why you feel stuck and what to do about it. Number one, your current strategy is only to try harder. It's a broken strategy, my friends. Number two, you've never focused on you. You've never done that work on you. You've always focused on the tool itself instead of the person wielding the tool. Number three, you are not focusing on the highest yield activities. You're spending a lot of energy and effort in things that aren't actually moving the needle. And if you spent that same energy and attention to things that do move the needle, you would get a lot more results. Number four, you aren't surrounding yourself with the type of people that you want to be. 
And number five, you're trying to do this on your own rather than getting somebody to guide you through the process and hold your hand through it. If you are ready to learn better strategies to be successful, to focus on you, to make sure you're spending your time on the highest yield activities, to surround yourself with people, the type of people that you want to be. And if you are done trying to do this on your own and you want to guide, you want to get there faster, you want to have somebody who can hold your hand and coach you through the process and tell you about the roadblocks that are coming so that you don't have to waste time being frustrated and discouraged, Macros 101 is for you. Doors are open until Thursday, March 31st. You can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join to learn more information about the program and see how it can help you to finally reach your goals. And if you're listening to this and you've already joined Macros 101, I just want to say a big welcome and congratulations. You are in for such a transformational next little while. There's so much goodness that is going to be coming at you and through you and inside of the program that is going to allow you to evolve, to focus on you, to utilize the the tool of macro counting in, in a better way to be able to find that sweet spot for you of a plan that's effective and enjoyable and to be able to get the results that you've, that you've wanted. So excited for everything that is to come and I couldn't be more honored that I get to coach you through it. So that's it. That's the five reasons that you may be stuck and what to do about it. And I hope that I get to see you inside of Macros 101. Go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join to enter. Again, if it is past March 31st, uh, you can use that URL. It will redirect to the, the wait list. And so you can just put your name on the wait list. Like I said, we only open doors twice a year. Um, this is not something that we like open every month. I know some coaches will like do, do things every month. Um, that's not how we run it. <laughs> we open doors twice a year and we get the women who are ready to get started. We get them into a community. We coach, we dive in deep and we see amazing transformations inside of that program. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for being a Biceps After Babies listener, whether you have been here since the, the very beginning and you've listened to every single you know of the 200 podcasts, or if you're a brand new listener and you just found me yesterday and this is the first podcast you're listening to, I am just so honored and glad that you are here. The podcast would be nothing. It would literally be me just sitting and talking to myself if there weren't listeners on the other end of it. And I hope and pray that what I do here and the time I spend and the content that I put out is valuable and meaningful to you because that's what makes it worth it to me. Thanks for being here. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? 
Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.